Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. You know, as a brand new Jewish believer close to 40 years ago, I had the privilege of meeting a woman by the name of Catherine Kuhlman. And Miss Kuhlman used to say, please, she would almost beg you, please don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's all that I have. And a lot of people don't know this, but she would not start her service until her best friend, the Holy Spirit, showed up. My guest is a world-class teacher that experientially knows the Spirit of God and biblically will take you into... You see, most believers say, I want the power of the Holy Spirit. But where are the people that want to have intimacy with the most misunderstood person in the Bible? Where are you? Now, most of you are familiar with John Bevere. Uh, You've either read or heard of his book, Bay of Satan, but what you don't know is he's written a number of books, some five, six million in print. Uh, His uh, curriculum is being studied by 20,000 churches in the United States of America alone, and who knows throughout the whole world. But what you don't know about John Bevere is he was a horrible speaker, and in school, he took the SAT, and your score was what? 370 on the English, now how on the l- verbal. Ver- yeah, the whole <laughs> audience just went. <laughs> now, put in perspective. How well, low was 370? I like to say it's like F minus minus. So when God... When so God, how do you write all these books, bestsellers? It, you know, it's amazing because when God came to me in 1991 and said, Son, I want you to write... I kind of laughed and said, okay, you have so many of us kids on the earth now, you're getting us mixed up with one another. (laughs) You don't want me writing any book. I mean, talk to my English teachers. And so I didn't do anything for 10 months. And 10 months later, two women came to me from two different states in America. And they both said the exact same words. They said, John Bevere, if you don't write what God's given you to write, he's going to give the messages to somebody else and you will be judged for it. And the second woman from the state of Texas said it two weeks after the first woman from Florida, the fear of God hit me. I said, I better write. So I wrote out a contract with God. I literally got a notebook piece of paper and I said, contract. I said, I think you're making a big mistake, basically, okay? (laughs) Because you have far better writers. I said, so I need grace. And I signed the contract. And of course, now the rest is history. 
I believe my name's on those books because I was the first guy to get to read those messages, okay? I really I, believe they're from him and they're for his church. I'm just the donkey, okay? So that's, that's wait, my wait, view wait of the whole thing. Yeah, he scored so low. His, uh, he's only heard of a couple of people that scored as low One as him. person. One person that's ever scored as low as him. Uh, he's not very good at speaking. He's not very good at English. He's not very good at SAT score. Oh, let's talk about the speaking. So the first time my wife hears me preach 30, 31 years ago after we got married, right? She's in the front row. Within five minutes, she's sound asleep. Okay, and she sleeps my whole message front row, and her best friend sitting next to her has drool coming out of the side of her mouth. Okay, so best-selling author. <laughs> oh, but he he started out as a youth pastor, and one day the head pastor walks in, and what does he say? He just said he had a vision the night before. He said he literally saw it like he was watching a TV program, and he said, one of you pastors, there was 11 of his pastors sitting around the table, one of you pastors will not be on our staff much longer. You're going to be traveling out and back and out and back, and you're going to be a blessing to the body of Christ. And he goes, that man's you, John Bevere. And when he said it, the Spirit of God fell on me, and I started weeping. And so I remember God spoke to me and he said, don't write pastors, don't call pastors. The first four years I traveled, I didn't write one letter. I didn't make one phone call. And God supernaturally started opening up doors. I remember one time this meeting, I was in a meeting near Detroit and a a move of God broke out and the church was packed for 21 straight services. Well, I called my wife. Remember, no cell phones in 1990. I called my wife at a public pool in Florida. I said, look, I got to send you tickets. This this meeting's not going to stop. Well, there was a pastor of a 2,000-member church in the public pool. He walks up to my wife. He said, I'm so sorry. I was listening to everything you were saying to your husband on the phone. I want your husband to come to my church. That's the way God started opening up doors for us. So, You know, when it's God, it makes such a difference. I, I know why I am so intrigued with the Spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit. Yes. But why are you so intrigued? Because I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't know Jesus without the Holy Spirit. I am so in love with the Holy Spirit. And the thing that so grieves my heart, Sid, is most people in the church, now if you back him into a corner, they're going to say he's a person, but they really treat him like an it. For example, would you get... Would you get in your car and drive 20 minutes? Let's say you carpool with somebody next door, right? You get in the car, you drive 20 minutes to work every day, and I say one word to them. Not good morning. How's your family? How'd you sleep last night? Nothing, nothing. All the way there, all the way back, every day. You don't say a word. And on top of that, to add insult to injury, you turn the Christian radio station on and you just blast it. So, So he can't say anything to you. Yeah, that's the way we treat the Holy Spirit. How many times do we get in the car, we don't say one word to the Holy Spirit? I personally believe he's the most ignored person in the church. I mean, if anybody's got, ever got a problem with, you know, feeling like they're ignored, just talk to him. He can totally relate. But he still loves us. That's what's amazing. And he still yearns for us on top of that. And you, know, you, you know what you're saying reminds me of the statement I said at the beginning of the show. Catherine Coleman used to plead with people, please don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I wish I could have met that woman. He's my best oh. Friend, we're going to find out more about your best friend, too, when we come back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. My passion is for you to walk in divine health 24-7. That's why I handpicked my favorite healing scriptures from many translations of the Bible, personalized them for you, and made them available in this free ebook. 
I want you to meditate or pray out loud these scriptures over your life daily and witness the supernatural healing power of God's kingdom come upon you. Download your free Healing Scriptures ebook now. We now return to It's Supernatural. John teaches on a word that I read in the Bible, but I think many people don't understand the word communion, communion with the Holy Spirit. What, what does that mean, John? Well, you know, Paul said that to the Corinthian church, and interestingly, it's the last thing he wrote to them on the face of the earth. He said, may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Now, as a former Catholic boy, when you say communion to me, I think the little wafer the priest right. puts on people's tongue and the wine I snuck as an altar boy at the end of the service. So <laughs> communion is koinonia, okay? It's a Greek word that has three major definitions. Number one would be uh, fellowship. Number two would be partnership. Number three would be intimacy. So what he's saying is may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. If you look at the apostles in the book of Acts, they had great fellowship with the Holy Spirit. So what does fellowship mean? It means companionship, sharing together. If you look at the Apostle Paul, he talks about the Holy Spirit speaking to him in city after city in Acts chapter now, 20. Now, when, when I'm thinking, now, when I hear the word companionship, yep. do you have dialogue with the Holy Spirit often? Yes, because, you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing, and prayer is not a one-way conversation. Prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. So if God tells us to pray without ceasing, that means he's willing to communicate with us without ceasing. Now, don't always look for words, Okay. I mean, my wife can give me one look and I can write three pages what she just said. Me too. Okay, right? But now 30 years ago, my wife gave me that one look. I'd go, huh? And <laughs> the whole room, awkward, right? So we, the, the thing is, in order to have intimacy with him, and I'm jumping to intimacy now because intimacy goes to the, the, the desires, the intentions, the thoughts of the heart. We have to know the one we want to have intimacy with. You know, I look at these guys in the early church, and, and what I started seeing, and this all started on a fast last year. God spoke to me and said, I want you to read the book of Acts. And I started reading, and I realized what was, what was normal for the church back then is not normal for us today because they completely depended on the Holy Spirit. He was a vital part of all their life. He was literally with them and partnered with them in everything they did. If you look at the apostles, they wrote a letter and they said it seemed good to the, us and the Holy Spirit. They're ap actually representing his view and their view. But what I love about that is they're so intimate with him, they said it seemed good. They didn't say the Holy Spirit said and so do we. Do you understand that they were so intimate with him that God allowed them to represent him without him speaking? Hmm. Now, that seems odd right now, but it's not. Uh, last year, my wife and I are doing a national conference in Canada, right? I speak the first night, she speaks the second night. The sound man comes around, he's got a countryman ear mic, right? My wife's in worship, her hands are up, tears are coming down. I stopped the sound man. I said, no, 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 she doesn't want that. She wants that wireless handheld. He went back and got the wireless. I was able to represent Lisa without her saying what she wanted because I know her so well. So this is the thing people have to understand. Um, you and I could be together for a year depending on how we interact will determine how close we become. We could be perfect strangers after a year. I can tell you of husbands and wives that are complete strangers and they've been married for 30 years. Why? Because they don't interact and intimately go to those levels. So I know Christians that the Holy Spirit's been with them for years, 
Yet they really don't know Jesus that well because he's the one that reveals him. If you look at the Apostle Paul, he never walked with Jesus, right? Right. Okay. So how many times do you and I hear people say, oh, man, I wish I could have walked with Jesus on the shores of Galilee? Of course. I don't think they'd have any different of a life. And to be honest with you, I think they wouldn't even be as close because Jesus said, there are things about me I can't tell you. Only the Holy Spirit can tell you. So here's Paul. He never once walked with Jesus. Never. Not once. Right? And he comes to know Jesus so intimately that Peter, who walked with him for three and a half years, finally writes and says, this guy Paul knows Jesus so well, some of his letters are hard for me to understand. So now why is that? Because the Holy Spirit can bring us to realms that Jesus couldn't even do himself personally here because he communicates to our spirit. Our spirit has the capacity of housing so much more of the presence and knowledge of God. However, so many people want to know God in their minds. So, you know, my greatest, greatest adventures in life are when I'm interacting with him, but it's a level that's deeper than just the soul. Now, don't get me wrong. The soul comes up with it, but it's deep. Calls it a deep. Now, just tell me about a time you were interacting with the Holy Spirit in Malaysia, briefly. I'm doing a national conference. It was, it was the largest Bible school. People were there. We, it was our 10th meeting. And I remember I had the women up front, and all of a sudden, all the women that said they were called to ministry. You know, uh, Malaysia is a Muslim state. All of a sudden, the Spirit of our Father came in, the Spirit of God in the most loving way. And these women started laughing hysterically, and they all collapsed all over the floor. Nobody caught them. Nobody touched them. And they were on the ground literally laughing hysterically. And so they're no, laughing. No one's touching them. No they, one touched they them. They fall over. Every one of them had fallen down. Nobody caught them, and they were now laughing hysterically, right? So I am just sit down on the platform because I'm out of this. Right? So I'm enjoying this. And I'm literally seeing these Asian women, because they're very quiet and reserved, on their backs, rolling back and forth, with their hands on their guts, laughing hysterically. And I go, that must be where Holy Rollers came from. Because <laughs> I'm just a Catholic boy that got saved, okay? So I'm just like, wow. Well, then all of a sudden, this loving presence lifts, and an awesome presence comes in. Almost wonderfully terrifying, if this makes any sense, okay? And I remember when this presence came in, I thought, oh my goodness, something's changed. And all of a sudden, all these women, at the same time, without anybody saying a thing, stopped laughing. And within seconds, they started screaming like they were on fire. Now, it wasn't demonic. They were like on fire, right? So I'm walking back and forth on the platform, and I'm going, oh my God. Oh my. And that's when I found out there's a difference between our soul and our spirit. Because my head was going, I can't handle this. And my heart was going, God, please don't lift. Please don't lift. It was amazing, okay? And I remember I'm walking back and forth, and I thought, you say one wrong word, you're dead. Now, I'm not saying necessarily it might have happened, but Ananias and Sapphira made a wrong move in that environment, there and they precedence. fell over dead. And that's New Testament. That presence, it was like Daddy didn't come in. Daddy was in there before. The king came in. And I remember out of my mouth came these words. This is the, the Holy Spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's what came out of my mouth. And, my, and all of a sudden I thought, that's it. Isaiah said, the Spirit of the Lord would rest upon Jesus, the Spirit of wisdom, counsel, knowledge, might, understanding, and the Spirit of the fear of the Lord and his delights in the fear of the Lord. Remember after the meeting, this Indian couple, they were from India. They were students in the Bible school. She was one of the ladies who was getting nailed. 
She looks at me and she goes, I feel so clean inside. My husband goes, I do too. And I said, I do too. Well, the next morning I'm in my hotel room and the Holy Spirit says, read Psalm 19. I have no idea what I'm going to read, Sid. I know you'd probably know, but I didn't. And I read to verse 9, and verse 9 says, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And God spoke to me and he said, Lucifer led worship at my throne. He didn't fear me. He didn't endure forever. You know, that's a hidden word, the fear of the Lord. I want to find out about this. It is hidden from modern-day Christianity. We'll be right back. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural! Now, John Bevere wants to teach you and pray over you for an impartation of the Holy Spirit so you can walk in the supernatural of God every day. Call now and get John Bevere's in-depth six-week course on the Holy Spirit, which includes his easy-to-use interactive book and study guide, plus his six anointed teaching sessions on two DVDs so you can watch them, and on three audio CDs so you can also listen to them. The entire course, yours for a donation of $79. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1755. This course is interactive. You read, learn, internalize, and then experience the supernatural power and intimacy of the Holy Spirit. Through this one-of-a-kind course, you will learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, be empowered to fulfill your God-given purpose and destiny, understand how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, begin to flourish in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, gain supernatural wisdom, direction, and favor with your finances, concerning your health, and in all of your relationships. Understand the importance of the gift of tongues for private speaking as a sign to unbelievers, for personal prayer, for intercession, and for interpretation. Enter into greater intimacy with God than ever before. Understand the importance of reverencing the Holy Spirit and surrendering your life to Him. I wouldn't want to be in the future without intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It starts with the Word, revelation of the Word by John Bevere. Don't miss out on getting John Bevere's in-depth six-week course on the Holy Spirit, which includes his easy-to-use interactive book and study guide, plus his six anointed teaching sessions on two DVDs so you can watch them, and on three audio CDs so you can also listen to them. The entire course, yours for a donation of $79. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1755. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 1755 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Uh, John Bevere, what is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord, first of all, is not to be scared of God. Okay, how can we have a relationship of intimacy with somebody we're scared of? Okay, if you remember when Moses brought Israel out of Egypt, he made a statement to them. He said, when God came down on the mountain, they all ran away. And he made this statement, Exodus 20, 20. And if you want a 2020 vision, this is it. He said, do not fear. He said, because God's come to test you to see if his fear is in you. Now, wait a minute. Do not fear because God's come to see if his fear is in you. That sounds like a contradiction. It's not. He's differentiating between being scared of God and the fear of the Lord. The person who's, feared of, the person who's scared of God has something to hide. What does Adam do as soon as he disobeys God? He runs from the presence of God. The person who fears God has nothing to hide. He's scared to be away from God. So if you want the initial definition of the fear of the Lord, it's to be terrified, not scared, terrified to be away from God. So when we fear God, 
We venerate him. Now, venerate's huge. What does that mean? It means we honor, respect, we reverence him more than anything or anyone else. So it means that we take on his heart and we love what he loves and we hate what he hates. See, would you say that's a definition of holiness? Because it says in the Bible, without holiness, you will not see God. Yeah, What's but, your definition? Yeah, but wait a minute. How is holiness, how is holiness developed? According to the New Testament, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Second hmm. Corinthians 7, 1. Okay. So it, the fear of the Lord is the prerequisite to holiness. Moses said, God's come to see if his fear is in you so that you do not sin. Fear of the Lord is to, ha- is to hate evil. Now, let me tell you the way most Christians look at this in America. Many Christians will say, I dislike evil. Now, the fear of the Lord is not to dislike evil. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Hmm. So we love what he loves. We hate what he hates. Now, now I've heard religious people say this. I hate those sinners. You know, they, they, they live like this. They do that. I hate the. I fear God. No, you don't fear God because you hate what he loves. God is in love with that person that's bound to sin. He, does, he, he died for that person. How dare you say, I hate that person. I fear God. You don't fear God because you hate what he loves. So when you embrace the fear of the Lord, you get a greater measure of the Holy Spirit. Because, Sid, I'm going to really bear myself here. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, I was praying two hours every day. Okay? I'd, I'd get up five, pray till seven, and then go to work. One day I said, why isn't there a stronger anointing? Why isn't there a stronger presence of your Holy Spirit in my life? I'm, I, I pray two hours every day. Right. I'm reading your word. I'm studying. Why isn't there strong? And you know what the Lord said to me? He said, because you tolerate sin, not only in your life, but in the lives of others. And I was like, what? And he said, read Hebrews 1. So I go over to Hebrews 1. When Jesus is raised from the dead, God the Father inaugurates him as Lord of the church. And he makes this statement to Jesus. He said, because you've loved righteousness. And the Lord said, stop. He said, every Christian loves righteousness. But he said, that's not all I said. The father looks at the son and said, because you've loved righteousness and hated sin. Therefore, God, even thy God, has anointed you above your companions. He said, learn to hate sin the way I hate sin. You'll see the anointing of God in your life increase. So what I've noticed is I would go into my prayer closet and I wouldn't even pray. I wouldn't even sing. I would just meditate on the awesomeness of our father. And Bam, there's his presence. So this started going on every day. And, I, and I, one day I just said, hold it. I said, it used to be so hard for me to get into your presence in the prayer closet. Now it's getting so easy. And the Holy Spirit said, how did Jesus teach his disciples to pray? So I said the Lord's Prayer. You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallow, hallowed be thy name. There it is. Jesus, you taught your disciples you can't come into the presence of God without the reverential fear of the Lord. See, if you look at the book of Hebrews, it says that Jesus was heard because of his godly fear. It's one thing to pray. It's another thing to be heard. Okay? So there's a lot of prayer that goes on, but I want to be heard. It's the fear of the Lord. So to get back to what I said to you earlier, that morning in the hotel room in Malaysia, God spoke to me and he said, Lucifer led worship. He didn't fear me. He didn't endure forever. He said, a third of the angels surrounded my throne. They didn't fear me. They didn't endure forever. Adam and Eve walked in my presence, glorious presence. They didn't fear me. They didn't endure in the garden forever. So the Lord spoke to me and he said, every created being 
that surrounds my throne throughout eternity will have been tested in the fear of the Lord. You know, a lot of people miss the word for the Holy Spirit is holy. And that's why God says, be holy, for I, God, am holy. I'm reminded of Catherine Coleman. I told you about her earlier. Catherine used to say, please don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's all I've got. And I never totally understood that until I read the book of Acts, the first chapter, the eighth verse. You shall receive power. And the word for power is dynamite power, like the same power that rose Messiah Jesus from the grave. You shall receive that dynamite power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And why do you have this power? To be witnesses. That's the whole purpose of this program. I want you to see miracles so you will be a witness. John Bevere has produced one of the most powerful and anointed teachings on the person of the Holy Spirit. Over 20,000 churches in North America alone have been using his curriculum. If you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden now Jesus becomes so real, it's like you're literally living with him. And that's why I came out with this curriculum. Now you can have John Bevere teach you and pray over you for an impartation of the Holy Spirit so you can walk in the supernatural of God every day. Call now and get John Bevere's in-depth six-week course on the Holy Spirit, which includes his easy-to-use interactive book and study guide, plus his six anointed teaching sessions on two DVDs so you can watch them, and on three audio CDs so you can also listen to them. The entire course, yours for a donation of $79. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1755. This is designed for somebody that just got saved or a person who's been walking with God for 40 or 50 years both people have told me over and over that this study has enhanced their relationship with the Holy Spirit. This course is interactive. You read, learn, internalize, and then experience the supernatural power and intimacy of the Holy Spirit. Through this one-of-a-kind course, you will learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, be empowered to fulfill your God-given purpose and destiny, understand how to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, begin to flourish in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, gain supernatural wisdom, direction, and favor with your finances, concerning your health, and in all of your relationships. Understand the importance of the gift of tongues for private speaking as a sign to unbelievers, for personal prayer, for intercession, and for interpretation. Enter into greater intimacy with God than ever before. Understand the importance of reverencing the Holy Spirit and surrendering your life to Him. Whether you're in business, whether you're a stay-home mom, whether you are a person who's retired, whether you're in the government, whether you're in athletics, whether you're in the ministry, you can't fulfill what God's put you on this earth without the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit. Now, we don't know what the future holds, but I wouldn't want to be in the future without intimacy with the Holy Spirit. It starts with the Word, revelation of the Word, by one of the premier teachers of our generation, John Bevere. Don't miss out on getting John Bevere's in-depth six-week course on the Holy Spirit, which includes his easy-to-use interactive book and study guide, plus his six anointed teaching sessions on two DVDs so you can watch them, and on three audio CDs so you can also listen to them. The entire course, yours for a donation of $79. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1755. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28. 
1-800-227-9278. Please specify offer number 1755 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Now, everyone has heard of food fast. They don't want to hear too much about it. Everyone's heard of food fast. But have you ever heard of a soul fast? You see, it's not what you're eating, but it's what's eating you. What's eating you? 